the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us again on another episode of Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and uh, with me here today, our wonderful uh, brother in Christ, Sam Shamoon, who's been doing this fabulous series, and I hope that uh, you've been tracking this series with us. You can always go back to our website, sirainternational.com. Sira uh, uh, starts with a C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A international.com. Go to the archive for Let Us Reason and listen to at least the previous couple of shows that we've done with Sam. And uh, go to also uh, answering-islam.org and search under authors for Sam Shamoon and read the many uh, articles that he wrote, uh, you know, 200-plus. He has also a blog that I'll let him mention that to you. And uh, you can also search him under YouTube and watch uh, his debates, watch his lectures, and so many other things that uh, our dear brother has done. So um, my prayer is that you will benefit from uh, this series that we're doing intentionally to help equip you as believers uh, in your dialogue, not only with Muslims, but believe it or not, some of these discussions even help us in our own growth in understanding uh, many uh, of our doctrinal issues and theological matters that are mentioned in our wonderful Word of God, the Bible. Uh, Sam, uh, welcome back, brother, and thank you for making time for us. Uh, thank you for having me. Like I said, it's an honor and a privilege to be on your show, to the use of the Lord Jesus Christ, to bless you and your audience with the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, I beg the Lord Jesus for His mercy upon us, to sanctify this talk, and empower us by the Spirit to glorify Him and speak the truth without error. Until we see every Muslim knee bow and every Muslim tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Use us, Lord Jesus, for your glory in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. So last time, brother, we talked about the confusion among, uh, uh, basically, Muslim people in terms of who is the Ruh, or the Spirit that is mentioned in the Quran, and the this idea that he's associated with Gabriel. Yeah, that's later Islamic theology. They cannot prove that from the Quran, because the Quran identifies the Spirit. Now, the Quran gives the Spirit different titles. It's the Spirit, it's the Faithful Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit of God, Spirit of Allah. It's referring to the same entity. And yet, when you read the Quran carefully, without the lens of later Islamic tradition, this spirit is a divine person <clears throat> who can perform divine functions, and this spirit originates from Allah and is not part of creation. So if they want to say that's Gabriel, that means Gabriel is God. So that means Gabriel's not a creature. So that's up to the Muslims. If they're comfortable with saying that Gabriel is a spirit, then they're going to have to admit that Gabriel is not part of creation, he's a part of Allah, he eternally exists, and therefore is fully divine. So I don't think they want to go there. Neither do they want to admit that the Spirit is divine, because then that would refute the assertion that Islam teaches Unitarianism. 
And the Quran and the Hadith do not teach Unitarianism. And by the grace of the Lord Jesus, let me add to the evidence <clears throat> that I presented in the previous program. In the previous program, we ended with chapter 15, verse 28 to 29. So I think it's worth repeating, so we can build on it. In chapter 15, verses 28-29, it mentions the creation of Adam. And here the Quran says, Remember when thy Lord said unto the angels, Lo, I am creating a mortal <clears throat> out of potter's clay, or clay, of black mud altar. So when I have made him and have breathed into him, breathed into him of my spirit, do ye fall down, prostrating yourselves unto him. So notice, the spirit does not originate from creation. It's breathed out by Allah. If it's breathed out by Allah, it's a part of Allah, is it not? Absolutely. <clears throat> and if it's a part of him, it can't be created. Unless Muslims want to believe that there are parts or aspects of Allah that are created. If so, then Allah changed drastically, and therefore Allah is not perfect. No Muslim wants to go there. But I want the honest to remember, this spirit originates from Allah, not a part of creation. Allah breathed out the spirit, and he did so to animate Adam. It was when the Spirit entered Adam that Adam came to life. This then shows that the Spirit is life-giver. When Allah wants to give life to something, He sends the Spirit, and then that thing comes to life. So the Spirit originates from Allah's breath, it's eternally part of Allah, and it's the source of life. The means through which, the means by whom Allah gives life. So far, it sounds like the Spirit is divine. Well, this is further confirmed in the story of Mary. Now, again, the Quran narrates the birth of Jesus to Mary in two different chapters of the Quran, the details of which are contradictory. <clears throat> You'll find it in chapter 3 and chapter 19. Maybe in a future session we'll bring up the contradictions between the two reports, but for the sake of time, I have to stick to the topic. So we're going to go to chapter 19, which also is named after someone dear to the Lord Jesus, something associated with Christianity with Christ. It's named after his mother, Surah Al-Maryam. Chapter 19 of the Quran is the chapter of Mary. Correct. The Arabic word for Mary is Maryam. Now, interestingly, as a side note, Mary is the only woman mentioned by name in the entire Quran. That's correct. When, when women are referred to, they're referred to by their relationships, their association. So the wife of Abraham, right? Or the, the daughter of so-and-so. Absolutely. Mary is the only one mentioned by name, right? That's correct, and I want to even add that Jesus is the one, the only one, supposedly prophet according to Quran, who is mentioned more than anybody else, including Muhammad himself. And in fact, there are three chapters in the Quran that are dedicated either to Jesus directly or indirectly. Chapter 19, chapter 3, the story of his mother, and chapter 4, one of his miracles. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, chapter 5, Surah Al-Maidah, you're and, right. Uh, so, chapter 5, I'm sorry, uh, 4 is the, uh, the, the woman. Surah Al-Nisa, the woman. But yeah, you're, you're, so you're right. It's the chapter 5 in that it is about a miracle associated with the life of Jesus. So it shows you that the Quran really wants to make the big deal of Jesus, but not not enough. Not a, doesn't make him as, as glorious as he is, but at the same time, Muhammad realizes that he has to say something positive about Jesus in order to get Christians to even consider him as a prophet. So yeah. again, you see the satanic influence of that picture. But with that said, because I don't want to take up too much time, <clears throat> chapter 19, 16... To 21. Chapter 19, 16 to 21. Note who the Spirit is according to this particular narration. And make mention of Mary, Maria, in the Scripture. <laughs> when she had withdrawn from her people to a chamber looking east, and we had chosen seclusion from them. 
Then we sent unto her, and here's an important word, that unfortunately some translations of the Quran do not translate appropriately or accurately. Then we sent unto her our spirit. Ruhuna. Yep. You got it. The word is ruh, it's spirit, but some translations will say angel. The word angel does not appear in the Arabic. That's Beware correct. of translations that will say angel. No, it's spirit. And this is a genitive of possession. Yep. And does the word angel appear in the Arabic, brother? Not at all. Just... Thank you. So, again, confirmation from someone whose mother tongue is Arabic. It's spirit, rule. So our spirit we sent to Mary. Now watch, now watch what happens with the spirit. And the spirit assumed for her, presented himself to her, in the likeness of a perfect man. So notice now you have the Holy Spirit appearing in visible form. God's own spirit appearing in human form, in visible form, in a perfect-looking physical body. Now Mary, not knowing this is the spirit, thinking it's a man who's trying to do something, right, to violate her, Correct. says the following. She said, Whoa, I seek refuge in the All-Merciful, the Beneficent One, from you if you are God-fearing. He said, the spirit now speaks, I am only a messenger of thy Lord, a Rasul that I may bestow on you a faultless, a, a boy most pure, a sinless, perfect, faultless son, a boy most pure. Now here's what's interesting. You have the Spirit appearing in human form as a man. You would think that Allah would send the Spirit in, in female form, right? Why not have the Spirit appear as a woman? To That's make right. it easier for Mary. That's but right. no, the Spirit appears as a man in human form, and he speaks to Mary. So he is conscious, he is personal, he has personality. In fact, not only does he speak to Mary, he says, I am only a messenger of your Lord. In other words, I'm not here to harm you. I'm not someone here to violate you. I am a messenger, Rasulullah, a messenger of your Lord, a messenger of Allah. So now the Spirit is a messenger to give you a faultless son. So, now notice that Jesus is faultless, but the key here is, the Spirit says, I will give you a son. That's right. I will give you a faultless son, showing the Spirit is the Creator again. Am I correct? That's correct. Not only that, but the Spirit is equal to Allah and distinct from Allah at the same time. You got it. And it's subordinate to Allah, so it's equal to Allah in one sense in that He can give life and create, but He is the messenger of Allah, so that means He's subject to Allah, right? Yep, that's correct. So in this one section of the Quran, we learn that the Spirit can appear in human form, appear as a perfect-looking man, the Spirit speaks and can be spoken to, showing that He's a person, the Spirit is a messenger, and the Spirit can create life, because He's the one who's going to cause Mary to get pregnant while a virgin, no man touching her, in order to conceive Jesus. Now, if I didn't tell you this is from the Quran, you'd think this is from a Christian source, that a Christian source wrote this, but lo and behold, it's in the Quran, and which brings up an interesting point. Muslims object to the possibility of Allah appearing on earth in human form or becoming flesh. And yet here, the Spirit of Allah Himself, appears in human form, appears as a perfect-looking man on the earth. So my question to the Muslims is this. Is the Spirit able to do something that even God, your God, cannot do? Now, a sharp Muslim will say, no, 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 no. Allah could do it, but chooses not to. Then I ask the Muslim, why would he not choose to appear on earth in human form? Because that's beneath his dignity. For him to become man or appear as man is beneath his dignity. So I say, okay, hold on, hold on. Are you saying that the Spirit of Allah is less honorable, less dignified than Allah? 
because the spirit is willing to do something dishonorable, take on human appearance, which is beyond Allah's majesty to do so, if they say yes, they not only disrespect the spirit, but they disrespect Allah, because this is the spirit that comes out of Allah. Remember, Allah breathes the spirit out? Right. So here's a part of Allah that's dishonoring itself by doing something shameful. But it's a part of Allah. So if it does it, it affects Allah, whether the Muslims like it or not. That's correct. Absolutely. We got problems, don't we? We have a lot of them, and uh, I'm glad that for those who are uh, listening to us right now, this is Let Us Le- Reason. I'm your host, Al-Fadi, and with me here, Brother Sam Shamoon, and hopefully you are enjoying uh, this wonderful series to expose the many falsehood, uh, falsehood, I should say, that is mentioned in the Quran that is deceiving many Muslims, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Now let's add to the fact that the Spirit is the one who created life in Mary's womb, or blessed womb, he consecrated it. 6612. Now, unfortunately, the Quran is quite graphic in its depiction of how Mary got pregnant by our blessed Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But it is important to mention it because you have some Muslim polemicists. In order to denigrate the Holy Bible, they attack the Bible for supposedly describing certain things or certain individuals in quite graphic language. And one example is they'll mention Ezekiel 23. But what I do is I turn the tables. If such graphic language in the Bible is proof that it's not of God, then consistency demands that you reject the Quran because the Quran is quite graphic, even more so in its depiction of certain things. And 6612 is one of them. But I do this for apologetic reasons, to help the Christian respond to this assault against the Holy Bible by turning the tables against the Quran. And here's what 6612 says. And if I may just add something, Sam, here, I want to clarify to the people what Sam mentioned, that many times uh, Muslim uh, apologists will attack the Bible and say it has some graphic uh, uh, images and sexualities and things like that. Exactly. Exactly, right? Yes, sir. Go ahead. And so now let's turn the tables as we're discussing the Spirit and his role as creator life giver. 6612, And Mary, the daughter of Imran, whose body was chased, actually doesn't say that. It says, who guarded her farj, farj in Arabic. Here it means who guarded her private part. Daughter of Imran, who guarded her private part, therefore we breathe into it of our spirit. So notice the quite graphic nature of this passage. Allah breathes into it Mary's private part her sexual generative organ is spirit. It's quite graphic in Arabic. Anyone reading Arabic would know this is explicit language. Am I exaggerating, brother? No, not, not at all. So again, the Quran, in a very distasteful manner, <clears throat> deemed it necessary to describe how Mary conceived in quite graphic language. So don't let a Muslim assault the Bible for what the Muslim claims to be, you know, very graphic sexual imagery. <clears throat> Show them your Quran does something even worse. Now reject your crown. Now, with that out of the way, notice how Mary gets pregnant. And Mary, the daughter of Imran, who guarded her private part, we breathe into it of our spirit. Now, my question would be to the Muslim, and I'll ask you, so you can play the role of the Muslim. Why did Allah need to breathe his spirit into Mary? For what purpose? Uh, to uh, basically give her a son. Okay, so the spirit entered her body to get her pregnant, right? That's correct without any sexual intercourse, because the Quran affirms this is virginal conception and birth of our Lord. So I'm not saying the Spirit did something sexually, God forbid. But the Spirit somehow got her pregnant without sexual intercourse. How? We don't know, but again, the Spirit did it. Now, this is an echo of what the Bible teaches, because if you go to Matthew 1, 18 and 20, 
Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 and 20, and then also Luke 1, 35, we are told that the Blessed Mother of our Lord conceived the Lord Jesus while a sexual virgin, no man touching her by the power of the Holy Spirit, and gave birth to him while she was still a virgin. So the Quran is echoing that, that the Spirit caused Mary to conceive. So this again affirms the Spirit is life-giver and creator. He creates life in the womb of a virgin. He gives life. So the Spirit is divine in that he's co-creator with Allah and co-life-giver, and yet he's the messenger of Allah, distinct from Allah, whom Allah breathes out, who can appear in human form, who is the person that can speak and be spoken to. Could the Quran be any clearer that the Spirit is a divine person? Not at all. <clears throat> now, how are we doing on time? Are we winding down close to the five-minute mark? We have about ten minutes. Uh, oh, ma- maybe well, even less, maybe about eight. All right, well, because what I want to do is, I want to also hammer the point that the Spirit is not an angel. Clearly, from what we've read thus far, the Spirit gives life. He's co-creator with Allah. He's a messenger sent from Allah, so he's distinct from Allah. Allah breathes him out, so he's an essential, eternal part of Allah, because he's breathed out by Allah. So he's part of Allah, he comes from Allah, right? Who can appear in human form, can appear as a perfect man, speak and be spoken to. But still, Muslims will insist, no, the Spirit is not divine, he is the angel Gabriel. Well, with that said, let me show you verses where the Spirit cannot be an angel, but the Spirit is distinguished from angels, along with the fact that if he is an angel, then that means they believe an angel is co-creator, co-life-giver with Allah. That would be sure. To say and create an angel can create and give life the same way that Allah does, means that Allah has taken an angel to be a partner with him in his divine attributes and ability, which is the very definition of shirk, the unforgivable sin in Islam, where you associate a creature with Allah. So, with that problem, let me add another problem. Chapter 70, verse 4 of the Quran says this. Chapter 70, verse 4. The angels and the spirits ascend unto Allah in a day whereof the span is 50,000 years. Notice, the angels are distinguished from the spirit, they're two different groups. The angels and the spirit ascend. Well, if the spirit is an angel, then he'd be part of the company of angels who ascend, but instead, the spirit is separated, differentiated from the angel. Did you catch that, brother? That's right. So then he cannot be an angel if he's separate from this group of angels, right? Absolutely. Okay, now, chapter 97, verse 4 of the cross. The angels and the spirits Again, notice the distinction. The angels and the spirits descend therein by the permission of their Lord with all decrees. So not only do the angels and the spirits ascend, the angels and the spirits descend. And just like in the first verse where the spirit was distinguished from the angels, showing he's not one of them, this verse distinguishes the spirit from the angels again. So they cannot be the same class of being. 7838. Chapter 78, verse 38 of the cross. On the day when the angels and the spirit, what is the distinction again? Angels inclusive, not some angels, all angels. When it says the angels, it means all of them. And the spirits stand arrayed, and they speak not, saving him whom the merciful allows, and who speaks with right. So again, the spirit and the angels, two different groups. Now, the most powerful evidence that the spirit is not an angel is chapter 17, verse 85 of the cross. 17, verse 85. Watch this. They, they're asking you, Muhammad, concerning the spirit, a ruh, the spirit, not just any spirit. Say, 
The Spirit is by command of my Lord. The Spirit comes at the order of my Lord. The Spirit is commanded by my Lord. In other words, the Lord commands the Spirit. So when the Spirit is distinct from Allah and subject to Allah, even though he's a part of Allah. Correct. And of knowledge, you have been given only a little. Notice what he did not say. They're asking Muhammad who the Spirit is. Here's the perfect opportunity for Muhammad to say, oh, the angel Gabriel. His response instead is, the Spirit is a being who is ordered by my Lord, comes down by the command of my Lord, with the command of my Lord, and you only have a little knowledge of who the Spirit is, and that's it. doesn't go beyond that. Absolutely, and, and, and I like the fact that you mentioned this is the perfect opportunity for Muhammad, no other than anybody else uh, but Muhammad himself, to say, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't know who the Spirit is. This is Gabriel. I mean, which part of Gabriel didn't you understand? And he didn't do that. He goes, we only know a little bit about the Spirit. We don't have too much information about the Spirit, so stop venturing in the exact identity of the Spirit. So with that said, maybe I can sum up what we discussed in the previous session. Uh, we can do that so that the audience can follow, that the Quran has its own satanic counterfeit version of the Trinity. It's not the true Trinity, it's a satanic counterfeit. So in Islam you have Allah, the Quran, which is the uncreated eternal speech of Allah, that becomes a book that speaks to Allah, prays to Allah, and even calls Allah my Lord. And on the day of resurrection it will intercede for Muslims. You also have the Spirit of Allah, called the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Allah, the Holy Spirit, gives life, creates, <clears throat> breathes out from Allah, can appear in perfect human form, strengthens all believers at the same time, showing that he's omnipresent, omnipotent, distinguished from all angels, <clears throat> and is the messenger of Allah. So again, let's do the math. Allah, his feet, his word that became a book, and the Holy Spirit. That sure sounds like three. Absolutely, brother. Not only, um, you know, the fact that you mentioned that if we add the Quran as a... Uh, conscience being, uh, we have multiple personalities here, but that's for a different discussion. You got it. So, here you go, the satanic counterfeit version of the Trinity in Islam. It's not the true Trinity. The only true Trinity is the Trinity revealed in the blessed person of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that revelation is in the Holy Bible. So may the Lord use this to bring Muslims to the true God, the true Trinity, in the Holy Bible, God's only inspired word for a lost and dying word of the world. Amen, brother. And uh, before we close, brother, why don't you let people know how, once again, they can get a hold of you? Yep, they can go to the website, answering-islam.org, also answeringislam.net. Go to individual authors, look at Sam Shamoon. There are two pages with my articles, because we've changed the format of the website. The old page, where you find most of my articles, and the new page, all my recent articles. You also find many of my rebuttals in the polemic rebuttal section of Answering Islam, which is on the main page. I also started a blog where all my latest articles will be appearing until they appear on the main site. So you can go to Answering Islam blog, answeringislamblog.wordpress.com, and then you can find me on YouTube. Just put in Sam Shamoon or Jesus or Muhammad shows. And I'm on Facebook as well. So contact me if you have any questions, uh, any comments, any suggestions, or if you'd like me to come and speak in your church, invite me. And please do pray for the ministry, pray for me and my family, and pray for our support. Because, again, we depend on God's goodness to provide for us, to glorify Him. And thank you again for having me on your show, brother. 
Absolutely, brother. It's a privilege uh, to have you, and uh, we are so thankful that uh, the Lord is allowed uh, for this series to continue, and we pray also that you will join us uh, in the next couple of weeks to continue this marvelous series that I pray that our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ will benefit from uh, for the strengthening of their faith, but also to reach the Muslims for Christ, and uh, they become bolder uh, for the Word of God and for the Gospel and not ashamed of it. So um, if you've been joining us and listening to us, this is Let Us Reasons. I'm your host, Al-Fadi, Let Us Reason. Uh, and you can go to our website, sirainternational.com. That's Sira, C as in Charlie, international.com. And we have a section there for Let Us Reason. You can also uh, listen to the archived uh, episodes in there and also through our platform, soundcloud.com forward slash let dash us dash reason until we meet again have a blessed week J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.